Hello and welcome to That Missionary Life for those of us who are back in this American life but still want to talk about that missionary life. Um, These are our stories and hindsight. So I am in Nashville, Tennessee at a kids ministry conference called Megacon. So there's tons of people, tons of resources, tons of breakout sessions and learning, and it's really fantastic, and I'm really blessed by it. But after finally getting through all of the different resource tables and different people selling things and sharing what they have, I'm half sad and half glad at the amount of mission stuff and resources for kids there are. It's nearly non-existent. I'm still looking. There was one possible book, one possible CD, and one class out of like 200 breakout sessions um, that was on helping kids catch a vision for missions. Of course, I went to the class for helping kids cast their vision for missions. And I felt a little bit almost overqualified to attend, if that makes sense. Um, I'm sad at how much that they have available about missions because I really wanted to see what other people were making and doing at their church. And I'm glad because it means, hey, we really need to create this. And we are working on that and we actually have created a resource which I think is fantastic and is more than what was offered at this whole conference for teaching children and kids ministry. Um, So I was talking with Jennifer, the World Renewal Children's Advocate, and she was like, well, I've definitely taught about missions, but I've had to pull it from here and from there because it seems like every curriculum or program that you have, they are connected to their specific missions agency or program. And it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of working together, which is really sad to me. So at this one missions breakout session, they had some really good ideas to educate those around you, connect with missionary biographies, support a missionary. But the bulk of it, the main way to catch a vision for missions was to go on a missions trip. Now that isn't necessarily a bad idea, but when they just kept going on and on and on about their short-term missions trip experience and about how missionaries were so amazing and always happy, I always cringe at that part, the, the always happy part, because no, no, we are not. And no, no, they are not, because they are people just like you are people. And then they got to the part of, take your children to have a developing country to show them how good they have it. And I wanted to jump out of my seat and say, no, please don't do it. We don't want your spoiled kids walking around to see how bad the rest of the world has it. This is not a literal guilt trip. Like, (laughs) please don't do this. Um, I took some time to really consider and think about this after the class. I was like, why do I feel this? Because the thing is, I really like when families come to Brazil. I encourage it. I really want families to come um, as a family. I think that's a really beautiful thing. I want to do it with my family. I mean, it's pretty cost prohibitive for most of us, but it's a wonderful idea. And I came down to it 
and it's this. I do want families to come and visit. I want families to come to Brazil out of a place of relationship and care. I don't want them to come to try to save the world. Because honestly, as a missionary, when you come to to where I am, when you come to Brazil, I would take a week off of my work. I would work hard to help you to do your work. And for me to take a week off of work, to work really hard to give your child the appearance of helping, quote, unquote, is not on any of my lists of things I would like to do. (laughs) So please, do come join. Go on a missions trip. Join in with what I'm doing. But you probably won't understand most of it. It's in a different language. You probably won't be much help at all because you're not used to it. You don't understand it's in a different context. But I'd love to have you come along. It means the world to me to have someone invest so much money and time and effort to come visit me. That means so much. But please don't have the false sense that you're actually helping me or doing something that I could have done more efficiently without you. So there are definitely, I want families to come for a visit. There's definitely professionals. I would love for you to come to accomplish something. And I like it when people come who just want to come and join in. But a missions trip isn't to fix you. Please don't try to make it the solution to a problem that you're having. Being like, okay, this is a major problem. My kid has this problem or I have this problem. And I know what will fix it. A missions trip will fix it. This is never the answer. I promise. I promise this is not the answer. In missions, trust me, we have enough problems we're working on fixing. Please, please don't send us any more. But it was really cool because at this same missions meeting, um, sitting right behind me in the class was the Wild Brothers. So it was so funny. When we started missionary vlogging, um, 2015, 2016, I scoured the internet to see who else was doing this. I was like, this is an amazing thing that missionaries can do to help people understand what they're doing, to let people have uh, a glimpse into their lives. I mean, even if it's just for your family to be like, this is our daily life and we want you to be a part of it. I think missionary vlogging is like the future for missions. I totally do. Um, and when I scoured the internet, I found like two or three other missionaries total who were doing this. And these were four brothers. Um, the, their last name is Wild, the Wild Brothers. And uh, they were missionary kids growing up in Papua New Guinea. And they did missionary vlogs as well. And I, would, I followed them and I thought that was so cool. And now they're grown up. They've moved to... Uh, America to go to college and some of them are married and all that kind of thing. So they're still vlogging and I'm still vlogging and we were totally connecting and like, so why isn't missionary vlogging a thing in missions yet? And we don't know. We don't know why it isn't, hasn't caught on because it's a great idea. So just so you know, it's, it's, it's a great idea. But um, that was really cool to make that connection. Um, and the leaders of the, of the missions outbreak, out, the breakout class, they were really cool. And they really, it, you know what? It's a really nice thing to see somebody super passionate about getting people on short-term missions trips and really excited about what God's doing in missions. Um, that's a, it's a really beautiful thing. And I think missionaries need 
we really appreciate and it's really valuable and a really encouraging thing to see that we have some cheerleaders here in the U.S. So what about you? What do you think? What, what kind of missions trips do you like? What kind of experiences have you had? Do you like having families come visit you? Um, do you like having professionals come visit you? Do you like having, um, like, if you could choose who would come uh, to your country to, to serve you? What kind of people would you choose and why? Um, and is it something where you're like, I want them to come so we can get this work done? Or is it like, it's actually a lot of work to have people come <laughs> so that they can get done what they want to get done instead of me getting done what I want to get done? And how can we do missions trips better? I feel like this is a subject it's probably over-talked about, um, I think, over the past 10, 15 years, but it's because we're still working on trying to find a good balance. Um, And I think it's because missions trips can be such a powerful, amazing, wonderful thing for everyone involved, um, and yet so easily a not so great thing (laughs) for everyone involved. What are your thoughts? So in closing, those are some musings from someone who is very much involved in this American life, but just really wants to talk about that missionary life, stories and hindsights. <laughs>